Hi, I'm Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly. I'm Belby Cooper. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about the things that we do to make a living from the web and mobile. Mo- mobile? Mo- mobile. Mobile. Ugh, I've been in America too long. <laughs> mobile. <laughs> Got to pronounce things the right way. No, you were finally saying it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say cellular? Is that like, that's not oh. even a really a word here. Oh, no. It's, it's like, yeah, yeah. So today, I am more or less back, just back, as as of recording that is. I'm back from, from being overseas at WWDC, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. And this is probably going to go out in a few weeks. So it's, you know, not super timely for people listening, but it's kind of important. So I'm kind of queuing it up anyway. During the conference, Apple launched Planet of the Apps. Have either of you seen this in any way? I watched the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't even do that. What about you, Debel? <laughs> Did you see any of it? No, I've heard about it and I, I haven't seen any of it for myself yet. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's like a giant hot mess. But during Dub Dub, Dub they posted an ad on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter. And one of the contestants, I guess, was saying that like, you know, he doesn't like see his family at all. And, you know, that's just that's just like the nature of being competitive. But it kind of brought, uh, it, you know, it brought some thoughts to my mind because obviously this sort of thing is the sort of thing that's quite prevalent even in indie culture. So I wanted to ask the two of you, why is it so prevalent in tech culture to to work nonstop? Well, I, well, I'm quite curious about what you two think because you've had more experience probably working as employees and contractors in tech companies. Whereas being a marketer, I don't think that I've always had as much pressure to work long hours it seems like it's more of a developer designer type thing like the creators are the ones who are pressured to work long hours although as a founder of a business I think now I'm I'm feeling that pressure and I I, it definitely seems like it's kind of embedded in the culture that if you talk to other startup founders it just seems like everyone's taken for granted this idea that if you want to be successful you have to work really long hours and you have to make all these sacrifices. And I think people who have been successful building tech companies have said that that's how they're successful. And so it's kind of filtered down to all of us who are trying to get there that we think we have to emulate what other people say that they've done, whether they have or not. I feel yeah. like people spread that message after they're successful. And so we can't help but take that on and think that's what we must have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the sort of thing where like, I mean, big companies, they they va- they basically reward you for working long hours you know like facebook and google and i guess to some extent twitter uh they have like you know all the food is free and you can go to like when you're on their campus they'll do your laundry for you and apparently google has knife sharpening because i guess that's a thing and (laughs) you know you can but the whole the whole point is really to is to keep you on campus right like it's just to keep you there and if you're there theoretically you're working so it kind of filters down so when you start when you do a startup when like in and especially i guess in silicon valley you are expected to just work and work and work and work and like oftentimes that's not like work and get paid it's work and you'll get paid eventually hopefully sort of you'll get paid with success (laughs) yeah yeah if the company actually makes it so is that something that's good or is it bad or like, is that something that we need to do? I think it's bad, definitely. So before I went indie, I was working in a government contractor in the States and there was definitely work-life balance issues there too. 
Um, I definitely think it's in our culture a little more than most, but crunch time uh, happened often there. And my wife would always joke like there was emails that would go out about, you know, make sure you have a healthy work life balance. And she would just kind of laugh because that was so far from the truth. So I don't know if it's exclusive to our culture. But it's definitely more prevalent. And even when it was less prevalent at my old job job, I thought it was bad. And I don't know how much of that is just because at least stateside, we don't have, you know, we're expected to work 40 hours a week and we don't get a lot of vacation time. Like, I don't know how much because startups grew out of America, I think, and Silicon Valley specifically, that that culture has kind of permeated globally, that that's just the expectation. So I, I think that might be a little bit more part of American culture, just like, you know, Japanese culture, they're expected to stay work late, but they're not necessarily always getting work done while they're there. They just need to be in the office. So I, I'm wondering how much like cultural seepages have happened because of Silicon Valley being where it is. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's the same sort of thing happens here in Australia as well, right? Like, so public service here in Australia has this concept of flex time. I think that's the word. Um, it's been a while since I used it. And basically, the more time that you spend at work, the more time in lieu you have. And so you've got all this time, you build up this time that you can theoretically use to not be at work. <laughs> So, you you know, your hours might be like nine to five, but if you come in nine and stay till six every night, then theoretically by the end of the week, you've got five bonus hours that you can use to like not come into work. But that doesn't tend to be how it works. People tend to like build it up and build it up and build it up and never use it mm-hmm. because like who's going to use their flex time to take an entire day off work and you've got to like, because you've got to go through the same process. You can't just like not come into work. So, it's a lot easier to work than to not so i don't know i yeah i've i've always been of the sort of mindset that it's not good to be at work because what happens is you come in and you do work and then you stay late and then you go home and then you have like a tiny amount of time to rest with your family and that sort of stuff and then and then you come back and you do it again the next day but you're just a tiny little bit more tired and that kind of continues until you are just too tired. Like, just, just, you start to burn out. Mm. Yeah. And I even wonder how much that's true for people just working straight 40 hour weeks. You know, I think the 40 hour work week is something, at least again in America, it's very much the norm. And I think 40 hour work weeks with like two hour, two weeks of vacation a year, that's very much constructed to kind of wear us down in a way. Like, that culture, even when you're not talking massive overtime, like 40 is just too much. And that just makes it so you come home and you just want to sit down, have a beer, watch TV, and that's the end of your day. Like your creative juice is gone. You can't recharge, which I think is essential. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I definitely think that there's there's not enough of a balance just in the way that uh, our working hours are structured. But I also think it seems like part of this problem comes from kind of an outdated sense of the importance of work, I think, and and what work ethic is. And I think that we we kind of have this idea that being at your desk is a good thing and being at work is a good thing and spending time working makes you a good person and that we get all this value out of working regardless of what we're doing or how much value we're creating or how important the work is that we're doing or how meaningful it is to us. All of those things kind of don't fit into this outdated idea we have of just work equals good not working equals yeah. lazy. And I think that yeah. that plays into this problem of 
too much work and not enough rest and not understanding the importance of rest and recharge. So, so it's interesting to me, Belle, that you effectively have not one but two jobs. And, you know, cause uh, as we've mentioned before, you have your, uh, your part time, um, your part time gig where you work, you're an employee and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you obviously have the startup after that. And like, I mean, you know, as I'm sure Curtis can attest to, you know, and me as being being somebody that you know runs my own thing, that's a lot of work in and of itself. But you have like a, an extra kind of load. So mm-hmm. how does like a work life balance play into your everyday schedule? I guess mm, it it definitely makes it harder. I think I've had a couple of really brief periods where, for you know, maybe a week or two, when I've had a holiday from my my day job or in between different day jobs, where I've been working full-time on my own business and it's really different it's really freeing even though I'm working hard because I think what what comes with having that extra day job is just a lot of mental overhead and and kind of more of an energy drain where it's Mm -hmm. quite hard to to have as much energy and motivation to put into my own business when it's kind of being drained in a a really different way so it's not it's not really just about the hours it's kind of about the different types of work I guess and 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 I think being an employee kind of comes with with different pressures in a way because as as an employee whether you're part-time or full-time I think you you're expected to put a lot of commitment a lot of energy kind of mental energy into what you're doing whereas in in your own business I guess you you control that and a lot of that kind of comes naturally I suppose because you're building something that is going to support you for a long time and that you care about whereas when it's expected of you from someone else I think there's kind of more pressure around are you putting enough into this and are you are you committed enough to this and are you putting enough energy into this as opposed to just showing up at the right time i think that's a lot more expected of you as being a committed employee if that makes sense yeah and then you also have the social pressure of the other employees mm-hmm. you know if, if you're into the one not pulling your weight um which i definitely had quite a lot of those at my old job job yeah you're definitely not well liked um you're known as the slacker and don't get me wrong i would surf reddit with the best of them when i was at my <laughs> job job like i couldn't manage you know 40 hours a week you, you need some breaks but like some of them were just you know they just were clocking their hours and that was it and they definitely i think got some flack from us just on the social pressure front it starts as a like it's a fun thing right like because you're like because it's you know and especially i guess in australian culture because we like to make fun of each other but the whole idea of like well look at that guy you know look look at you know at bob over there he's you know he he clocks in at nine and leaves at five on the dot and it's kind of like people make that into it like turn that into a joke you know and mm-hmm. joking around with each other but joking around with each other eventually gets to the point where it's like wait you're actually are uh, just 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 doing literally only the time that you're supposed you're actually being paid for and like that i, I feel like that's a terrible thing when I was working uh, a couple of years ago in a design agency, one of the things that I made sure that I did, because I had my side stuff going on still, like I was still working on GIFRAP at the time and stuff, in order to be able to maintain that, I had to I had to make sure that my time at the job was limited to literally the time that I was being paid to be at the job. Anything more, uh-huh. and I was I was basically giving them free time. And yeah, so I would, I would take off like bang on five o'clock. I'm out of there. 
and I, th- I think it's like I, I think it's important because otherwise you can you, there is a drain and there is and even when you're working on your own stuff there's a drain it's not as it's not as perceptible say as being in an office where you've got to deal with people and there's pressure of time and there's all you know the deadlines and it's other people relying on you and stuff like that but there is still there is definitely pressure and you've got to you've got to balance that you've got to balance that very carefully you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely I think the the important thing that that we forget because of these ideas we have about work and about the number of hours you put in being how hard you work is that the time that you spend recharging and kind of the the life part of work-life balance I guess makes you work better I think I think you can be more productive in the sense of producing more value rather than working more hours if you've had that time to recharge and if you're sleeping well and you're eating well and you're spending time doing things that you enjoy and feeling happy when you're not at work i think your Mm. work will be better and i think it's really easy because of the culture we have particularly in tech around just working long hours to forget that working more doesn't necessarily produce more value and can often lead to diminishing returns where you're putting in more hours and you're not actually producing anything more and all you're doing is taking time away from looking after yourself which would serve your work better i agree (laughs) (laughs) no really i mean i i think bell hit the nail on the head like it is it's very important and it's I think in some ways harder to do as an indie because you can let essentially your work seep into all the corners. You know, when you clock out at a day job at five o'clock, your coworkers might make fun of you, but whatever, you've shut down mentally, you're going home and you're recharging. When I'm falling asleep, if we're talking about the last month or so, I'm thinking about sync code that I have to write in slopes. And I've had some nightmares because of that. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard, I think. Yep. Um, so while it's super important, I think it, it, unfortunately it does get harder in many ways as an indie. So what does your work life balance look like now? Like at time of recording, given that we're all very busy doing our doing our every, uh, our stuff, and you know, Curtis, you and I have just come home from uh, from WWDC, so we've got a whole bunch of new stuff to work on. What does your work-life balance look like at this point in time? Not very good. <laughs> I mean, I've it's something I've been meaning to work on. Um, I think my daytime has gotten a little less structured than I would like it to be, yep. um, which is allowing kind of those... I don't really have a shutdown point as much as I used to. Um, when I first went indie, I was very good at working ba- pretty much nine to five. Heck, part of the reason I went indie is I was always doing side stuff after I got home from my job job, and we decided to make that part of my day. Yeah. So I was good at shutting down at five, reasonably good. And I feel like I've lost that as of late. So while I'm still doing things to enjoy myself, playing video games with Kira or watching some TV shows or something, like I do feel like I've let it, the mental aspects of it kind of seep to my entire day and night. Um, and I think that part of my balance is not very good right now. I'm not missing out on things in life because of it. I'm still going to the gym, still taking care of myself, but I'm not recharging like I need to. It's definitely a problem for me. Bell, you sounded like yours is, I'm hoping, reasonably under control. You sound like you have a pretty structured schedule over there. It is really structured, yeah. And I think I think that helps because when you have those those cutoff points, you're kind of forced into finding some balance. So for me, I have a certain amount of hours that I work 
weekday mornings for my day job and that ends right around lunchtime and so because my partner Josh is ready for lunch then I've always got this pressure of it's time for lunch you need to stop working and then after lunch when I work in the afternoons it's a bit more flexible and I often put appointments and things in the afternoon so I'm sometimes in and out of the house so I, I don't always work the full afternoon on my business and that means that it carries over to the weekends so a lot of the time on the weekends I'm working on things I wanted to get done during the week in those afternoon slots that didn't get done because again mm. I have the pressure of we have dinner around roughly the same time and so there's always a pressure at that point where we're both saying you need to stop working it's time for dinner so there's kind of yeah. a cutoff point there and because I go to bed so early to get up so early after dinner I'm done there's no after dinner time yeah. um, for me so so weekends tend to be half relaxing half working rather than full weekends off but because of the structure during the week i think that really helps with at least balancing the weekdays yeah i need to get me some of that structure i keep trying for that <laughs> and i keep i keep failing uh the last couple of months to find some of that back but yeah i think that would definitely at least help me a lot just embrace the chaos man that's what you do you embrace <laughs> the chaos that's what i've done i mean yeah, that's, I... that's kind of what i've done and like I, I i feel like maybe it's working better than what than it seems to be working for you but and so like i you know it's one of those things where you've got to find the thing that works for you what works for your situation my day is completely unstructured I don't have a specific time that I get up. I don't have a specific time that I start to work. And I don't really have a specific time that I kind of end work. I would probably say that it's not really a super healthy lifestyle right at the minute, partially because there are days where I will just continue working off into the night because Mel comes home and she has like, she's also got like, you know, work and then a side gig, you know, so Monday, Tuesday night, mm -hmm. she tends to come home from work and she tends to edit episodes that are going out that, that week for her podcast and you know while she's in her office editing i've got all this free time what do i do with myself <laughs> and i tend to find that i'm really good at structuring my day having you know specific time set aside for work and specific time set aside for play as long as i have something that i can do to play so when i've got like a new game I'm really good at like sticking to that. Sticking to that. <laughs> I just want to play my game. But I'm not so good at doing that as like when I've got nothing. So if I don't have something to like leave the desk for, I just will, I will tend to, my default mode is sit at the desk and kind of look at stuff related to work. Yeah, I find even when I have like that show, although well, Horizon Zero Dawn just stole me away for 50 hours and I actually couldn't put it down. But like yeah. I find that <laughs> most things that I get excited for that'll pull me away, it's, it, it, it's hard. And I wonder if you two feel this way because my job is doing what I love in a way. Like if I had a choice, I would be programming at my computer all hours of the night. It's what I like doing. I love building slopes. And so it, I find it harder for me to shut down my brain and make that disconnect and not just want to go right back there. It's exciting for me. And I've burnt out on it, which is the dangerous part. But how do you two kind of deal with that? I think for me, it's less specific for me. I have a similar feeling, but it's less about I, I want to be at the computer programming all the time and more... I feel like I have to spend every minute of every day in a productive way and I find it really hard to switch that nagging off. So it's it's not necessarily a specific thing I have to be doing, just that if I'm not working, I can't mm. help feeling a nagging feeling. Even if I don't want to be working right now, I still yeah. feel guilty about not doing it. Yeah, I get that. I am the same and it's partially because, I mean, we, we talked about how there was this pressure during when you're at work, when you're at like have a jobby job and you get pressure from outside sources. I still have that really with, I mean, even with gift wrapped, which is te theoretically my own thing. 
I have the pressure of like I need to get this release done. I really, really need to do that. I, I need to like you know I've I've just got a, an email from a customer who wants to know why there's no sound in their gifts, <laughs> and I've got to sort that out. And it's just like there are external pressures as an indie and as as somebody that creates uh, you know your own products. Um, you still have those. But I'm a lot better now than I ever used to be at ignoring my email um, if it, if I have to. And I tend to, when it comes down to it, if something is going to happen with my family, I'll just go and do that. My mm-hmm. work does not come before them ever at all, anytime. You know, if if Mel and I need to go and have, when I go and have breakfast, we're going to go and have breakfast. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's particularly scheduled if it just happens to be the way that things are, then that's then you know it's a lot easier to kind of I don't know flake out, and it's it sounds that sounds negative, but like it's I think it's important, right? It's important to be able to you know to flake sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> if that's even a thing. I want to go back really quick to what you just said about email, and that's actually one thing that I found was a monumental change I made about like three or four years ago was removing my work email from my phone. Mm. And not letting work, if I am able to disconnect and get away from my laptop, not letting work ring me back in. Yep. I've actually been enjoying mm-hmm. the email client Spark. It's the best one I found to do what I want, which is to allow me to have the email on the device for all my accounts, but only show me notifications and the email for my personal accounts by default. So yep. I have to kind of opt in to check work mode, but I'm able to send emails if I need to. And that, when I made that change, that made a huge, huge difference uh, for being able to disconnect and have a little bit better of a balance when, you know, I'm out having sushi with Kira, all of a sudden my phone doesn't bing and I have the urge to check it. Like, it can wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So a little life hack there uh, for getting a little bit better balance. So I don't think any of us really kind of think our work-life balance is the best that it can be. Is there anything that you feel like you could do to change that to make it better? Um, to achieve the best balance? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious that out of the three of us, it sounds like I have the most improvement to do. And it sounds like stealing Bell's schedule is the way to go. <laughs> You're up at 4.30 every day. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but no, a, a schedule, I think, is something I need more structure around. And it's something that I had when I started Indie, just because it kind of rolled over from my job job. And I've kind of gotten away from that. And it's something I've tried to implement a few times and have failed miserably. So I think I need to get back on that horse and try again. But yeah, definitely for me, a schedule and some structure, besides just, oh, Kira got home at five, I should probably get off the computer now, would probably be in my interest. Yeah, I think the the structure of having a schedule really helps me. What I worry about is when I don't have the day job to have that kind of external schedule pushed on me, I'm really bad at sticking to my own schedule. If I try and make that structure in my day myself mm. by setting a schedule for myself, I'm like you, Curtis. It just doesn't work. I stick to it for a few days, and then something happens, and it's just yep. easier to go with the flexibility that I have and enjoy it. And and suddenly I have no structure left. So I definitely need to think about how to manage that when I don't have the external pressures of the day job in the morning that kind of forces me into it. And I think probably having more strict scheduling for my afternoons during the week so I'm getting more done then and I can have more of the weekend off to relax and not feel like I'm catching up on things probably would would help me recharge better on the weekends as well because whenever I've had a full-time job and I've been so exhausted by the weekend that I can't even think about work at least for all of Saturday 
I've always felt like it, it ended up quite well because by Monday I actually felt better, even though on Saturday I felt bad that I spent the whole day laying around. I think having that, that mm. difference between the weekdays and the weekend can, can be really helpful for having a proper shutdown and recharge for a couple of days. Yeah, when it starts to all blur together, that's uh that's definitely a problem. I've had that a couple of times when I've worked weekends too. And yeah, you lose track of days and that's not a good feeling. Mm. You you never get that recharge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I don't necessarily know like I like not having a schedule. I, I I really like the the concept of being able to just kind of have a day that flows around everything else rather than my day being the thing that kind of dictates how everything goes. And to be fair, like I have something of a schedule because my, that, you know, there are, there are things that happen with, with Mel. She comes home from work, whatever, you know, Turbo wants dinner. My, sorry, my cat wants dinner at like three in the afternoon. Well, and you have to eat sometime too. So you got to schedule around that, (laughs) you know, so, so there is some sort of schedule that happens in that, in that area, but, Really, the, I think the main thing for me is not so much like, you know, when do I start work and when do I finish? My thing is making sure that there is a clear distinction between the two things. Part of what I try to do, and I'm not very good at doing, um, obviously, because, you know, when Mel com- you know, comes home from work and it you know, goes into her office to do her thing, my initial instinct is to just hang out in my office and continue to do my work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, improving the time that I spend that's supposed to be, you know, non-work time and making sure that I actually stick to that rather than like, okay, well, that starts at six and every day and that's always like it it needs, I need to make sure that like the time that I'm actually doing that, I'm not in my office. I'm not sitting here thinking about work. I've, you know, I've got focusing on other things, I guess, you know, focusing on relaxing and chilling out and playing some people outside the school. No, that's not how that that goes. (laughs) Butcher the Fresh Prince. Yes. No, that's an interesting point, though, because as you two can see, but listeners can't, uh, my office is essentially where my wife and I also game. This is where our gaming computers are. Um, So I don't have that kind of room that I can shut, which is a mental trigger for I have left work. Mm. So when I'm sitting here and I'm playing Civilization VI or something like that, like I'm on my work computer, so I don't really have that disconnect in that way. So that that's probably really holding me back. I've been curious, is there anything you two do? We're talking about disconnecting from work and recharging. Is there anything that you two have found particularly helpful for that actual recharge aspect? Uh, maybe some little thing you like to do once a week um, that kind of helps you get your mind off of things and actually recharge, not just disconnect. Gaming, like playing video games, especially of late, has been a really good way to for me to disconnect and just kind of like blank out i tend to prefer games that are stories and uh so that you know they 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 do tend to be the blockbuster games uh you know so horizon zero dawn is a really exe- great example of that i also just finished playing mass effect andromeda um which i also really enjoyed despite the fact that apparently it's terrible everybody online says it's terrible well, i me. liked it yeah, I liked it. Oh, that's good to know. I, I, I might actually it. buy it then. I, I like the idea of I don't I don't sit down and I'm not I'm not all like yes I'm going to be awesome at this game and I'm going to put it up to like the max level <laughs> and stuff like that. I just tend to <laughs> I, I I tend to throw it on. It's like may like maybe normal or easy. Like just I don't really care whatever whatever f- feels kind of appropriate for this particular game. And mm-hmm. I will sit on the couch and I will just play the heck out of that game. And I while I'm playing that game, my thoughts are on like, you know, exploring the universe or doing something completely other than what I'm, you know, m- my work stuff. 
And despite the fact that it's just staring at a screen and I still have to limit the amount of time that I play it because otherwise I will get a headache from, you know, the light and stuff like that. It does actually really help me to at least to make sure that when I'm not working, I'm not working, not working at all. Mm. And it does. It also helps with the the concept that you know Mel's in her office doing her thing because she's got her other uh, her stuff to take care of. And rather than sitting in my office, I'm sitting in a completely different room in front of a completely different box. Uh, and and you know not thinking still a about the fact, screen, but you know, it's still a growing. It's still you know it's not it's not. I wouldn't call it super amazing, but at least it helps me to shift my brain from okay yeah. now i'm working to okay now i'm playing and if the game is good and i'm enjoying the game and enjoying the story and stuff like that it's a lot less like work and it's a lot more like i don't know movies like just just watching a story right, unfold yeah. and being yeah. part of that 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 new world mine's quite different i think because although i do a lot of things when i'm not working that do involve screens and being inside and being at the computer I think that's probably a really bad habit because I don't think it does help me recharge, whereas it seems like it does for for both of you. But for me, it's just more of a habit rather than a good thing to do. I think for me, the things that help more are things I do out of the house because I don't leave the house that much because I work from home. So it's it's a lot of effort to kind of organize an, an outing, I guess. But when I do kind of go out for brunch for two hours or go and meet a friend for coffee who doesn't work in tech or go to the theater and see a show where I'm out for three hours. That's the kind of thing where I can get really lost in what I'm doing and it's so far away from work and it's usually unrelated to work so that I feel really refreshed and and recharged by the time I come back. So I think for me, as as tricky as it is, I think probably I should put more effort into organizing those kind of things more often. It feels like a lot of work to me even just to leave yeah. the house and, and get to where I'm going because it's a lot easier to, to stay home and be productive. To put on pants. <laughs> exactly. But I do notice the difference. So that's probably something I should be doing more of. Yeah, it's something I need to do a lot more of too. I never go out for food. Or, like I cook my own meals, my breakfast, my lunch, like I, I never leave the house except when I go running um, or to the gym. And those two I find extremely relaxing. Uh, but I think you're right. There is there is an aspect of that that it's just I'm getting out of the damn house that makes it so effective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm much the same. Like I don't I don't leave the house. If I if I could get away with it, I would never leave the house ever. <laughs> so recently, my wife and I bought an elliptical machine, which is enormous and is like takes up a good portion of our lounge room, so that I can exercise in the house and don't have to leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I'm more likely to actually do it that way, but I can kind of I can kind of understand where where the, both of you are coming from with the idea that you know getting out of the house can be helpful with that. And to my mind, it sounds like the way to to make sure that you're not thinking about work is to, as awful as it sounds, fill that time with other like with more important like the, you know the more important social things, the more important kind of things where you're taking in rather than giving out. Which, is, which tends to be what you do at work. And part of that is like having good separation with where you work and where you play. For me, this office, my computer, my computer doesn't have any games on it, I think. None that I know of. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they might be on there, but they're not mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't tend to play games on my on my work machine. My work machine tends to be work and you know uh, you know cleaning up illustration, which is kind of you know these days is kind of work for me. 
Um, whereas going out, playing a game, that happens on the TV. It happens in the lounge room. I tend to lounge there, ironically. <laughs> you know, I'll watch a movie with Mel. <laughs> um, you know, we, we just rewatched Scott Pilgrim the other day. That movie is amazing Great and I movie. love it and it gives me so much joy. I don't know. It's, I, I feel like the important thing here is the distinction of like where you work and where you play. Maybe that's just me like trying to make excuses for not leaving the house, but I don't know. That that feels right, yeah? No, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think part of what changes for me when I leave the house is there's there's a shift in how, how I feel about myself and what I'm doing. It's kind of a, a real mental shift. And I guess for you, maybe doing things in the lounge room where you're really separate from your, your work does that for you. Whereas for me, kind of anytime I'm in the house, it's like work is just there. It's just behind the uh-huh. door. Whereas when I leave the house, it's there's the big shift. So for me, I guess I need something a bit more extreme to kind of force that shift. But I think that's that's what it comes down to is where do you need to be or what do you need to do to to make that mental shift so that you're doing something completely different and work isn't in the back of your mind. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to Independence, where we talk about the benefits of putting on pants and leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> pants, not so optional. <laughs> <laughs> damn society <laughs> uh, alright well if you would like to uh, if you'd like to check out any of our other episodes or if you'd like to read any of the things that we've mentioned uh, you can jump onto our website and uh, you can send us an email from there uh, the website is independence.fm and our email address is hello at independence.fm if you'd like to get in touch with any of us individually you can do that as well Bell, where can you be found on the internets? You can find me at bellbcooper.com. And Curtis? And you can find me on Twitter at parrots, the plural of the bird. And I am also on Twitter as Jelly Bean Soup. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>